2: Christmas there is just one thing I need and I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree I just want you from my own actually I do care about the presents
1: under the Christmas tree hey y'all this is April and this is Caroline and Merry Almost Christmas oh my
2: gosh almost? I've only bought like one thing
1: Caroline just sang you a Mariah Carey special. Yeah. I'm just going to do our family um, Christmas song. They told me. Ba, ra, ba, 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 ba. Yeah,
2: that's a new version.
1: So what my father-in-law grew up, I introduced it to y'all last year, but let's um. just go ahead and do it. Okay. Let's just ruin Santa for everybody. Ready? Go. Ain't no Santa, ain't no Claus, ain't nobody but Jamal and Paul. Ain't no Santa, ain't no Claus, ain't nobody but Jamal and Paul.
2: Wow, Christmas. Wow, that was amazing. Cue the audio clap track. <laughs> Cue the clap track. Wow, that was amazing. Almost know. as amazing as Manscaped. Ooh! Wow, I must be professional. Listen, people, it's never too early to play the holiday music or to sing your Christmas carols. So it's time to start thinking about gifts if you haven't yet. And whether it's for a friend or, you know, that friend in your pants, whatever. You can make this season jolly with Manscaped. So do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Yes. We don't need that. Then you can add Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. So look nice, and you can get naughty. Just go to manscaped.com, use code BHH, and you get 20% off plus free shipping. You're welcome. Listen, man. It does boost your
1: confidence, and you will probably groom yourself and send your wife a beautiful pic while she's in the middle of a Christmas party, and <laughs> she's gonna open up her phone and basically scare everybody around her or oh. make people real excited that around to her. you. Did that happen? Oh. That happened to somebody I knew. I don't know the other way. Maybe week. me. So, what do they get with this new package? It's a new name. It's a different package. It's oh, not the package I we had last love month. new packages. It is called what?
2: Um, it's the Platinum uh, Premium Platinum Package. It's called the Platinum Package. And it has each product uh, has, it has a Performance Plus Package, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh. From your Santa hat to your candy cane, there we go. Yep, you got that lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer, weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer. I mean, what is there to lose? You got that little light, that 4K LED light. You you you're basically Rudolph lighting up the way. Yeah, you're lighting up the way. Yeah. Um, and you know now once you've groomed your candy cane, you got to just make sure you don't smell like a reindeer. I mean, am I right? Yeah, that makes sense. You get that crop preserver, ball deodorant. You know, you got the crop reviver. And you can solve all your stank problems all day long. There we go. I mean, your sack will never be the same. You'll never look back. And, you know, there is one other thing that's a perfect stocking stuffer. And that's this brand new body buffer. A, an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that nasty old loofah you got hanging out Yuck. there. You've been hanging up there for four months. Four, and it's four got brown by now. Up. So you go ahead and get you a new one. <laughs> but guess what? Go to manscaped.com, 20% off, use code BHH. Where are we going? Manscaped.com. You get free shipping, you get 20% off code BHH. And, you know, get your jingle bells ready for the holidays, people. There we go. You're welcome. Where are we going for our
1: story today?
2: Okay, first of all, I forgot to mention something on the quickie in the news. And this is just in the news just recently. Twitch. Yes. O-M-G. Let me tell you my little story about this. I didn't know who, I didn't know he was, I didn't put it together that he was on Ellen. Mm-hmm. I, whenever I was doing a bunch of TikToks back in COVID 2020, Mm-hmm. He was a dancer who I always would see come across. So I just recognized him from seeing him all, all, all over TikTok. And I was like, that's not the guy who is like, has this super hot wife and this beautiful These kids, children uh-huh. and this beautiful home. And they're like amazing dancers. I just thought he was like a, a famous dancer. And then I realized he was the Ellen guy. Isn't that crazy? What do you think? Okay, I don't understand. I get, I get, you don't seem how, like, things don't ever, are never how how they seem on social media. I get that. But this, I feel like this has people stumped. I think
1: it's always like that. Like Robin Williams, he was always That's laughing. exactly what
3: Lacey said. And
1: happy. And then who else came out and said they had battled depression for a long time? Jim Carrey. So they.
2: Well, then I was making, I was saying, like, well, with, like, Robin Williams, who's an actor, like, you're in a different, like, you're, like, in this different Hollywood world of acting, but I mean, maybe this Twitch was in that world. I don't know. I think just depression just hits anybody, so
1: we think, because they have the best a uh, life that we would maybe like, want to didn- have, that doesn't mean they can't be depressed and battle that. Like, I that know. model that jumped from, she was, like, Miss America or something, and she jumped from the roof, and she was, yeah. like, everything going for her. It's just depression's real, and it
2: doesn't matter who you are. I I I I don't know. I don't. Oh gosh. I know this is so bad. I was like, how did he do it though? He went to a motel about twelve. Maybe it was like a either twelve minute walk or twelve miles. I think it was twelve minute walk. So it was Monday, and he left, and the wife called like police Tuesday and was like he left but he he didn't go in his car so i don't know if it's like something that's that he normally leaves like it was normal for him to leave but then she didn't know he left without his car is
1: it at night i like so maybe she was so sleeping. on
2: monday he left he walked to the ho- to the motel or an inn it was just like a a, a budget like cheap yeah. little budget place he got a room he had a backpack or like a small bag and he shot himself In the bathroom. Mm -hmm. They didn't, I don't think, they said they didn't hear it. They didn't, like, even close the place down. They just shut the room down, and they said it was a gunshot. And then, like, the wife, I guess, was like, well, he left, but he didn't take his car, so I I just don't know why it would, was she thinking he, like, was going somewhere that night? Like, for the night?
1: I don't know. I didn't even know, really, the story. I didn't recognize who he was until I, like, read... Through, like, who he was, but...
2: Well, oh, if you don't know who he is, he was the DJ for... Well, he was the DJ, but he really wasn't a DJ. He was just, like, the sidekick of Ellen for several years mm. on the show, and that's the black guy who always wore the, either the beanie hat or the the build hat, Yeah, um, and he was an amazing dancer. He was married to i forget her name but she's also a professional dancer i think they met on like so you think you can dance or dancing oh. with a star or something they met on some dancing show and they ha- she has a um she has like a 14 year old daughter and then together they have two young ki- younger kids okay and they're she's white he's black so they're these beautiful mixed babies mm-hmm. and they are always like doing their dances on tiktok and i mean i did Robin Williams have young kids like that? Too? I don't know. I don't, I know, I know. I just I need to know like she had to know if he was struggling with something, right?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot we don't know. I know. I guarantee I know. the people in his life consistently he's probably tried it before or attempted it or <sighs> battled depression. It's usually not a shock to family. Okay. It's a shock to uh, other people, you know, but it's usually not a shock to those closest to them. I mean, I know, I know. So sad. I don't. Oh, but I'm glad he did it. Not in their house. Excuse me? Wait, what? I'm glad he didn't didn't do it in their house. Like oh, yeah. that, he went somewhere else. So he's not ruining their home for his family right she'll always associate no. that budget hotel with him but uh, at least it's not their master bedroom or their bedroom or
2: something like that that's i just i just hate it i mean i don't oh, i don't it's so hard to understand it but i know i know i know depression is like it's it's i know i just i need some like i need like a um, you need him to write a letter on Facebook I, I Yes, write me a letter on Facebook. Or <laughs> I need something significantly like bad to happen to you beforehand to make it know. Yeah. To, to like. Understand it more. Understand it understand more. Because yeah. yeah. Which I don't know anything about this guy. I just saw him on a bunch of TikToks. So, I, you know, yeah. who knows. But, I mean, it could have had some horrible, like, family. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I got real stressed out about it yesterday. Wow. <laughs> so, let's move on to a much better case, not not really not at really. all. Um, <coughs> so, have you heard of Colleen Ritzer, the influential teacher? No, I don't recognize the name. Okay, well, this is the story of Colleen Ritzer who um, is no longer with us. So, here we go. Uh, but, Colleen, <laughs> that's a good way to start it. Um, <laughs> Colleen was born in. 1989, she was 24 years old, and listen to where this is all taking place. This is in Danvers, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Master, Massachusetts. Okay, hang on. Let me talk about her first, and then I'll talk about Danvers, Massachusetts. Okay. So she's 24 years old. She is a teacher at this Danvers high school. She was the oldest of three children and she was always like super nurturing. She had a younger brother and a younger sister. She had a bubbly personality, which we always know that's your first mistake.
0: If you, have <laughs> you don't a, want people to like if you. you
2: have a bubbly personality, you're one of the first to go.: you're going you're gonna to die.: You are bu- yes, you will. So
1: you would die before me.
2: Oh, I'm not bubbly. What are you? I'm just hyper. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm not. My fault. I'm not like a cheerleader. Okay. Yeah. No. Because I'll talk about murder, and that's not bubbly. Um. So she knew from a young age that she wanted to be a teacher, and she also knew that she was going to be a math teacher. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah, that never happened. <laughs> I never. Need those. I never felt that. Um. So she also wanted to have a genuine like relationship and connection with her students so she was very like active on twitter and she would post little mathy things and do all the stuff and she would try to make it as fun as possible and she was one of the most loved teachers at that school and it's a small little area and they like they just she really would go above and beyond to connect with her students and she would talk to them about what TV shows they're watching and just figure out ways to stay engaged and to stay connected and to have stuff to talk about with their students. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of them would want to like stay after class just to like hang out with her, you know, cause they really liked her. So Danvers, Massachusetts is about 25 miles North of Boston, but it is most famously known by its association with the Salem Witch Trials, oh, back in the 1600s, and it was actually originally Salem Village, is what it was known as. But okay. they changed the name to Danvers, maybe to shake the stigma or the reputation or whatever. Um, and it's a, a tw- it's a town of about 27,000 um, people. Five elementary schools, one middle school, one high school, and the high school is is where Colleen was the teacher at. So that's a big high school. Uh, I mean,
1: it the only... Five elementary schools fed into one high school.
2: Five elementary schools, one. It had about a thousand kids in the high school. Oh, okay. Maybe not. I don't know why they had so many elementary schools. Me either. Because I was like... that. Where did they go? I don't know. I think literally the whole town is at school. <laughs> so... uh. Colleen was, like, super family-oriented. She was really close with her parents and her siblings, and she spent almost most of her free time with her family because she did still live at home. She was not married. She didn't have any kids, and so she really had no rush to move out of the house. Um, She would go to work. She'd come home. She'd get home at, like, 3.30 every day. She would... Her mom worked from home, so she would go to office, talk to her mom. They would chat about how's your day, how's your day. She'd go hang out with her dad on the couch, talk about how's your day, how's your day. And her, I think it was her brother was away at college, but he, they grew up together. They were very close, and he said that she was like a second mom to him. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, she's super close, and then her younger sister was a senior in high school, And so she was still at home, and they were a Christian family, and they were pretty much as wholesome as they come. Good. Yeah. So Colleen was teaching at Danvers High School for about two years at the time, and this school, like I said earlier, it has about 100 teachers and 1,000 students. So Colleen's routine every day, she was very routine. She would get up, go to school, get there about, like, 7 a.m. every morning, maybe a little bit before 7, she'd come home, talk to her parents, grade papers, go eat. On repeat, she was like creature habit. Okay. So, if anything, if she just maybe wasn't going to come back home, she would obviously let them know because she talks to them all the time. So, October of 2013 comes around. And Colleen starts getting really excited because she loves fall. She loves Halloween and she just loves like Thanksgiving, Christmas. She just loves the fall. Ooh, another email. Um, and so it was her favorite holiday. Halloween was she loved to dress up and go to school. She'd get the kids involved and they would do a Halloween celebration. Um, and she was just always in such a great mood at this time of year. This time, she also had a new student start, and this was a ninth grader, and his name was Philip Chisholm, and he had recently moved from Tennessee. He had um, been there for about two months at the time, at this time, okay? And his parents had just gone through a really nasty divorce, and moved. he moved with his mom to Danvers from Tennessee. Red flag. Okay. That's a far move
1: mm-hmm okay what are you running from what happened in tennessee
2: i don't know but daddy why and,
1: did they get a divorce I,
2: look i don't know oh, okay
1: but this, that's what i'm asking him my, to myself I, no, in my no no
2: you need to ask it out loud that's good cause it's good stuff so we can look it up and figure it out because i don't know i just heard it was very nasty so colleen um tried to keep an eye on the new student because he's new and he was kind of quiet and kept to himself and you know she just was like wanting to make him feel welcomed because she's so nice. So Philip also started to play soccer and he played soccer at his previous school. So now he's playing soccer here. You remember it? Mm-hmm. I just don't know how I know it. I know you probably heard it at on some Kendall? show or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And so he had played soccer there and now he's back and he was really good at soccer in Tennessee and he's pretty serious about it. And his previous coach Said that he could always def- depend on Philip to be serious about soccer. And the coach said that when he would come to soccer practice, all the other kids would goof off. They'd be wrestling each other, telling jokes, playing around, having fun. But no fun Philip, oh, he was no.
1: about his business.
2: No fun Philip, he was always paying attention, following the rules, and being a great soccer player.
1: Mm. Hmm. Maybe he didn't f- have a personality.
2: Clearly, because he's a psychopath. So, no fun Philip. He was the same way at school. He was already excelling. And he actually requested to his history teacher to be moved from regular, regular history class to advanced history class. Oh, he was he bored wanted with to the go, Yeah, he wanted to go to honors history because he wanted more of a challenge. Okay. So now this is October 22nd, 2013. Colleen gets to school a few minutes early, so a little bit before 7, and this was dressed like your best friend day at school. How cute. I know. And so she wore a purple shirt and black pants, and she matched one of her really good teacher friends, and it was great. She came to school. Excuse me. Fresh. 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 She came to school carrying a black tote bag. So she came to school. She's carrying this black tote bag. And day started like any normal day. It's around 1 o'clock. Last period starts. And this is the period that she had Philip in her class. And this is her algebra class. So he comes to class. She teaches like normal. No big deal. Everything's normal. The last period of the day ends at 1.55. Because from one fifty-five to 2.30, they have what you call a bubble. Zero hour. Yeah. They call it a bubble period.
1: Oh, okay. Wind time. Excuse Zero me? Zero hour. Wind time.
2: I like study hall or something. Yeah. Okay. Like, but bubble hour, that's pretty fun. Yeah. Bubble. Yeah. So at this time, yeah, you have 30, 30, 35 minutes. You can, like, study. You can go to another teacher to get tutoring. You can stay in your class. You can go to the library. You can smoke weed in the bathroom. I don't know what you do. But... um. Whatever is beneficial to you that is school-related. Okay. But what you can't do... Is leave. Is murder. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's written in the policy. I'm pretty Student sure code you should not murder during the bubble hour. During the bubble hour. Oh, my goodness. There's no me. murder during bubbles. Um, So it's getting towards the end of the day, and this is where things get a little bit... Mm, There's a couple different stories out there, but um, this is what we're going to go with. Uh, As far as, like, there was a student in the classroom. So, from watching some different videos and different, researching different things, Colleen, one, okay, Colleen has another student in the classroom. No, she has another student in the classroom, and this student is telling us what had happened mm-hmm. in this classroom. Okay. So she says that Colleen walks over to Philip and notices that he's kind of like slouched down in his chair and he's like drawing instead of taking notes.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: And so she goes up to him and she says like, wow, you're really good at drawing. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. robotic like. Yeah. Like, Yeah. And so then she asked if he would mind staying after class to talk to her, and that's what this student said that they heard. Now I don't know anything. I, I don't know what how, there w- I couldn't find anything as far as like what is she talking to him about or what why did she mm-hmm. ask him to stay or anything like that, but. I don't think it was supposed, he was supposed to stay like the whole time. I think she was just, I don't know. Stay for
1: a minute so I can tell you, talk to you about something. Okay.
2: So the bell, this is, okay, they're still in their algebra class. Bell rings 155, class is over. Okay. Okay. And then now we're in the bubble period. Yeah. So all the students leave except for two students. You have this girl and Philip. So this girl, she wants to stay, and she just wants to draw on the board and hang out with the teacher because she loves teacher. the teacher. Yeah, and she just hangs out, draws on the board, and then Philip stays, but he's, like, staying, staying. Like, he's not just staying to talk after. He, like, continues to stay, I guess. So she was like, mm, I don't even know why I stayed, but okay, whatever. And so she starts making small talk with them, and then she somehow, somehow, some way, somehow... Tennessee comes up. Where he's from. Where he had come from. Not whiskey. Not whiskey. Where he came from after his parents were divorced. And she started talking about Tennessee. And the other student noticed that Philip became visibly angry. Why? And he starts kind of mumbling to himself under his breath. He just did not want to hear the word Tennessee, apparently. Hmm. So Colleen noticed right away that he was kind of getting upset. And so she immediately changes the subject and starts talking about something else. And so that's where that's what happened. And so then the the girl, the other the girl student, she's like packing up her stuff. She's about to leave. She starts walking out. Hey, bye. I'll see you tomorrow, whatever. And then Colleen, like if, a few minutes later, she excuses herself because Philip's still in there and she's like, Well, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. So, here you can just wait here. Um, for a second, I'll be
1: back. You're real weird. Yeah, I'm just like, to Why are you Get here? out of your
2: presence. And so, um, then this is where we have a little bit of a situation. Now, April, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you this video footage.
3: Now, a word from our sponsors.
2: Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music. And we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine,
1: tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine, wine and vinyl. vinyl.
2: So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. (laughs) 911, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house.
3: It's coming from inside the house? Uh, Do you mean, could it be?
2: The The Bolter Cows Okay. Do you see that video footage? Yeah, I see a hallway
1: you, with lockers. Looks yes. like a typical high school.
2: Yes. So I'm going to play this footage for you, and eventually, you people who are watching on YouTube will be able to see the video as we are talking about it because we're about to start playing it, and then you can play it. And then it'll be on Instagram for yeah. People so who don't. we basically have. Um, Colleen is leaving her classroom and then Philip waits a few seconds and then he kind of looks both ways and slowly starts to go in the same direction. I'll, I'll say him and you say her. Go in the same direction that she's going, but he kind of goes back into the classroom. He comes back out, puts the hood over his head and then starts walking towards the bathroom, but he also starts putting on these gloves. What color's Philip? Is he Mexican? Is he black? Is he he's real brown. Yeah, he's real brown. So, he starts putting on these gloves, and he's now going into the bathroom. And... Where did he get these
1: gloves from? Okay. He's
2: in this bathroom for 11 minutes. 11 minutes. Okay. Okay. And let me tell you...
1: This is the water fountain by the bathroom, right? That's what the picture is? Yes, that's uh-huh. the water
2: fountain inside the bathroom. Oh. This is another student who's about to walk into the bathroom. Okay. Okay, so... I'll tell you, okay, uh, so around 3.06, another student walks in the bathroom, and she walks in, and then she immediately turns around and leaves the bathroom, because she saw, and then- See him following her. Him following her. And I'll go back and tell you what she saw and everything. So then he's coming back. He's walking down the hall. He's walking kind of faster. And he's going. He has his head down. He has his hood up over his head. And he starts walking out of the building. And he goes down the stairs. Can we tell what he's carrying? Yeah, tell him. No, I'm saying what is it?
1: Oh. Can we tell? And then they
2: see him in the parking lot. And he's like running across the parking lot. Now he has his hoodie off. He's wearing a white shirt. And he starts kind of jogging through the hallway, goes back into the classroom, passing people left and right, Uh okay? Goes back into the classroom, and now he's kind of slowly walking. He gets up to the stairwell and goes into the classroom. And he's already changed clothes, so he's wearing that blue hoodie. Now he's just wearing a white T-shirt. He's jogging, and he goes into the classroom, now he comes out with a whole bunch of stuff. What? It's like a backpack,
1: another jacket or something. Like the, my, maybe that
2: was her stuff. So, we, yeah.
0: So he's got all this stuff. He's carrying
2: like he's doing the most. He's going back and forth. And then he has this different hoodie on. So now he has this red shirt on. Where do you get that from? And he I mean, how many times is he running back and forth down this hallway? Yeah. Okay. And then now all of a sudden you see him coming down the hallway in this red hoodie. With a big recycle bin. With a giant recycling bin. And he goes into the bathroom with the recycling bin. He's in the bathroom with the bin. And he comes out, and now what's he wearing? Now he's wearing a ski mask. Now he's wearing a ski mask, (laughs) and he's now taking the recycling bin out of the bathroom and going and just... And he took off his jacket again. Well, I guess he got hot. Okay, so he goes goes through the parking lot. He's wheeling it down the hallway of the school. I mean, he's passing people left and right. It's taking about seven minutes. There's people out there. He's, like, wheeling down the sidewalk. People are seeing this teenager with these gloves and this mask, and they're probably just like, oh, hey. And he's rolling this big-ass recycling bin in broad daylight. And Yeah, in the parking lot. In and, the parking lot. And he's not
1: rolling it to, like, the end of the curb. He's going all the way through the parking lot.
2: All the way. You would think people would stop and be like, hmm, why is this student taking the trash out? Or something like, "What, what's happening? But no, nobody. I mean, who's to say? I don't know if it's, maybe they thought he was a custodian. Maybe they just thought he was helping out. Yeah. 24 minutes later, he changed again. He changed again. I think he took off his shirt, and then he goes, and he goes, and he changes in the locker room. I mean, in the – he goes <laughs> – he's sprinting through this parking lot, okay? Well, I'll post it all. We don't we'll have to watch all of it. I mean, I don't think it shows much more. Sum it up. Yep. What happened? So, later that evening I'll, – I'll come back to it and tell you how, exactly what happened. So, all of this stu- stuff happens – what is it? What's happening? Okay. philip F- Phillips got this recycling bin in the bathroom. Kathleen's missing. People are missing. What's happening? Later that evening, Philip does not return home. Okay. And his mom is like starting to worry. And she's contacts the school. Nobody's seen him. She decides she needs to call the police. So she calls the police. Police start looking for him. Philip is fourteen, right? He's in ninth oh. grade. He's in ninth grade. So he's oh, 14. I didn't realize that. He's yes. tall. He's yeah, he was tall. Um, so they start looking for him, they're calling his phone, they can't get in touch with him. They eventually get in touch with the soccer coach. Soccer coach says he never showed up to practice, but wasn't sure maybe if he had some kind of appointment or whatever. She he just was like, Okay, I don't I may he just wasn't here today, whatever, blah blah blah. So coach tells the team, the team starts calling him, looking for him, they can't get a hold of him, nothing. So at this same time, Colleen's parents are starting to worry, and they're like, Where's Colleen? She is never late. She is always, she has a routine schedule. She is always like yeah on and ready to go. Well, and plus she didn't call them. So they start to worry and they're like, okay, this is weird. They call her phone. Nobody answered. They go up to the school. They look for her. They notice her car is still in the parking lot. And then they go to her classroom and they notice that her sweater was still hanging on the back of her chair. So her parents knew that something wasn't right because obviously this wasn't her routine. They would have obviously, she would have called them. So <clears throat> her family is now, they are like, this is all, this is all off. Something's off. Her classroom door's open. Her stuff's there. Her car's here. What's happening? And then they call the police. So the police, they, tell the police about it, and but the police are kind of a little bit more concerned about this missing 14-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. So they are like, you know, he's a minor, so whatever. He Colleen could first. have gone, and she could have just got a ride to like, you know. Happy hour. Yeah, whatever. And so they start, continue looking for Philip, and then they're like, okay, we got a teacher and we got a student. Uh-oh. What is going on? I mean, you got to think, like, did People she think take him somewhere? What? I don't know what car. If her car's still there, but whatever. Are they? Did they leave off to somewhere? Are they like in some relationship? Like, I mean, they're that's,
1: thinking like, is something inappropriate going? on Oh yeah, on with that's this kid that's and what and I her, would think yeah. of, uh, immediately.
2: Obviously, hmm. that's good. <laughs> this is a nice little slurt. <laughs> so, the cops go to the school and they start searching, but nothing looks out of place. Until they go to the bathroom. And when they go to the bathroom, it looked very, very clean. And it smelled chemically clean.
1: What What happened?
2: Very clean. Janitor cleaned up all the blood. However, they did notice a very faint, bloody handprint smear on the wall. Okay. And so that officer went and got the other one, some of her partners, and she's like, oh, it didn't touch it, like, obviously. And then they're like, okay, let's, here we go. We're figuring this out. They start trying to, like, ping Phillip's phone to see if they can figure out where he is or track his phone. Phillip's at the movies.
3: Hmm.
2: He watched two whole movies. Oh, alibi.
1: She's trying to get one.
2: So, the other investigators they're at the school, and they pull up the security camera footage and this is when they see everything they so see, they just
1: randomly checked the bathroom they they didn't look at security footage first to make them check the bathroom
2: they were they just could looking. Have, they could have oh I just don't i don't that's not what I said oh, I'm asking no yeah. i i i I couldn't tell you I think. Since it might have been close to her classroom, I don't know how close or far the bathroom is. Or they, I would think they. It's common sense. They're probably just like, let's just make sure she's not in the bathroom or the faculty room or copy room. Yeah. So when they pull that footage, they um, they see that Colleen went to the bathroom. They see that Philip came out of the hallway, looked both ways, and then followed her in the bathroom. They see him leave in a hurry and come back with gloves and a mask. And then they see him wheeling out this recycling bin outside down the sidewalk. And then they get the canines. The canines start searching all over. And a little after midnight, they actually, a neighbor actually ends up calling so, I don't know what a neighbor, some person ends up calling police, reporting a person walking on the sidewalk. Like he's walking down the road in her neighborhood uh-huh. and he's walking with like this hoodie on and this mask or whatever. And it's really late. It's around midnight and it was just odd and weird. And it wasn't normal to see somebody just like walking on the streets. So police come around and they come, ends up that it's Philip who's walking around on the streets at, midnight and that's when they come up and they start talking to him and they start asking philip questions and they and he has a backpack on and they look in his backpack and they find in his backpack a bloody box cutter colleen's debit Mm -hmm. card some cash and a bloody pair of women's underwear no way.
1: Oh, how are you that gross at 14 years old?
2: At first, he told the cops that he robbed her car and took her purse, and that's how he got the cards. But when they asked him about the bloody box cutter, and they pressed him about, like, whose blood is on this, he said, the girl. Mm. The girl's blood. And he calmly told police that she was in the woods and beyond help. Wow. Fourteen. So they immediately took him in for questioning. They call his mom so they can get him her in there because I guess you have, since you're a minor, you have to have maybe an adult in there while you're doing this questioning. His demeanor changes. <clears throat> Eventually asks to talk to them without his mother. Oh. <clears throat> he hates his mom. And, well... They then place him under arrest. I don't know exactly what he told them, but we know that they knew where to go search because around 3 a.m. that morning, at, like close by the school, they go and they find this pile of leaves that leaves and sticks and leaves that looked really out of place.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And they, as they're like going up to this pile of leaves, they see they find Colleen's purse, which was completely empty. They find a pair of gray tennis shoes with blood on them. They find gloves that were turned inside out. And when they finally uncover the leaves, they find Colleen's lifeless body. Mm. So let me tell you, this is where I'm going to tell you what happened. And it's bad. It's it's This is your trigger warning because it's take bad. Drink. Take a drink. Let's all take a drink. I mean, this is pretty graphic and it's pretty, it's just really graphic and it's real bad. So you're, you are warned. And you are welcome. And you're welcome. So she has been stabbed, strangled, and raped. Wow. She was naked from the waist down and her top had been pulled up and her bra had been pulled down. Her, next to her body was a handwritten note saying, I hate you all. She was posed in what police describe as a sexually suggestive position with her legs spread wide open and she had been violated by a tree branch. Oh, God, this kid. Wow. Her throat was slashed and she had been stabbed multiple times and beaten. And at this point, they obviously know that this is a homicide. This is a murder, mm. clearly. So, what happened? What happened? They start questioning Philip. They get more details. They, they question him again because obviously they're like, this is horrific. And so they question him again. He says that he followed her into the bathroom. He karate chopped her neck. And cut her throat with a box cutter. God. He denied sexually assaulting her. We'll come back to this. Um, he put her body in the recycling bin, wheeled the recycling bin out to the wooded area. And whenever she had went to the bathroom and he followed her, He that's when he broke and sliced her neck. And that girl walked into the bathroom. Remember that girl mm-hmm. walked in? Mm-hmm. So this girl walks in after 11 minutes and... She freaked out because she saw a she saw skin. But what an she, ass, a bare ass, right? Yeah. Yeah. She saw a butt and she saw a pile of clothes on the floor. So she didn't need, know if she walked in on somebody changing or she walked in on somebody doing something you ain't supposed to be doing. Yeah. And she's like, I'm out. Like I'm not ha- like, Oh, I ain't watching this. This is embarrassing. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, bye. Like she's leaving. I don't know if the stall was open. Like, I don't know. So She walks out, and he starts to freak out because he's like, "Oh gosh, it's like somebody's caught me or whatever." Because he'd already been in there for ten minutes he he had eleven minutes to Mm -hmm. do whatever with her. So she walked. Yeah. So this is when. So the day had gone. Uh, like he actually had brought this stuff with him to school.
1: Yeah, because he had a. He changed like four times, so this was planned.
2: Yes, because he had in his bag, he had that box cutter, he had gloves, he had the mask, he had all these change of clothes, and he went and he put her body in this, I mean, he had to know where this trash can was or this recycling
1: bin. I wonder if it was her or it could have been anybody. Like, is he an opportunist, tunist? So it, he would have killed anybody that day he wanted to kill, or
2: was he targeting her? That's what I wonder. When they... Okay.
1: Oh, gosh. I just burped.
2: So the day of the attack... So he... When he went to get that bin, he put her body in it, wheeled her out into the woods, and assaulted her again, took her panties, kept them, took his gloves off and his shoes off, and then went back into the school. We are judges. Back into the school. locker, changed his clothes. And, like I said, he is in, like, all these different outfits. He's, oh, was she wearing sunglasses in court? Mm-hmm. And they said that he went and saw two movies and all blah, blah, blah. But, listen, we get the autopsy report. And they found out that this stick was, he did not only, not only, I guess because the, they found that stick, Tree brand I don't know what it was sticking her. It was awful. It was in her. It was. I can't. He tried to claim that he did not sexually assault her, but clearly they got the DNA. Yeah, yeah. and they find his DNA inside
1: her. Oh, he told the B version of the story. G-rated version of what he really this did.
2: This autopsy showed 16 neck wounds because she was strangled, too. But then I guess she was stabbed and then 14 stab wounds and three of the stabs were to her jugular. Wow. Okay. Let me just play something for you. How about that? How about that? mm A 14-year-old high school student has been charged with killing a teacher in the eastern part of the
3: state. Philip Chisholm was ordered held without bail at his murder arraignment in adult court in Salem today. Police said the teen killed Danvers high, High School math teacher, Colleen Ritzer whose body was found in the woods behind the school just after midnight last night. The 24-year-old teacher was reported missing after she didn't come home from work yesterday. Investigators found blood in a second-floor school bathroom and located her body soon after. I can say that she was a very, very respected, loved teacher. Um, and at 24 years of age, as I said, it's a terrible tragedy for the entire Darius community. Teenage suspect was reported missing yesterday afternoon when he failed to come home from school. Police found him walking along a highway early this morning. As we said, he was ordered held without bail today, pending a hearing in November. Chisholm had recently moved to Massachusetts from Tennessee. He was a top goal scorer on the school soccer team. Oh my god!
2: A top goal scorer. Well, what a waste. So we go to trial. Clearly, he pleads not guilty. They tried the insanity plea. They tried to say he snapped. They tried to say that the for the, the divorce and the move got him into the psychosis and blah blah blah. And it was just struggling. And he had all these evaluations, but he was faking all this shit. And he did not. He did not come back as insane or anything. And he was fully competent to stand trial. Okay. I mean, clearly he's on his yeah. way to become a serial killer. If you're doing this, yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, he, they have the trial, and he's found guilty. Yay. That easy, that quick. That easy, that quick. There's not much. No time de- to deliberate. Was, no, they deliberated in about five <laughs> seconds. like, don't
1: worry about, don't even send
2: us back. We know. No, you got too much <laughs> evidence, too much. Um, lem- okay, while he's waiting to go to trial, okay, he actually, where was it? He had, oh yeah, in, he had attacked, because he's at juve he's like a juvie right now, because he's 14, he's supposed to stay in juvie until he's 21, and then he goes to real prison, but I think some, some crimes, you just need to send him straight to prison, because this kid, he attacks a lady at the juvenile place, like, probably the lady giving you medicine or whatever, and like, He waited for her in another room and tried to attack her with a sharp pencil.
1: What is wrong with him and women?
2: I don't know. But luckily she starts screaming, fighting him off, and then they get other people in there and help her. But he's like clearly trying to attack her for no reason. So it's like there's no reason. That's why I was trying to find this. I was like, what's the motive?
1: He hates his mom they're for women I don't I don't know no I I would have liked to hear that trial to see because they would you would think his team would try to bring up all these reasons for people to feel sorry for him like did things happen what happened like I would just like to have heard and it'll probably come out later his issues like what caused it or did
2: nothing Uh, cause this oh no I can show you his issues or what they say, at least.
3: Philip Chisholm was under a lot of stress when he started at Danvers. He had lost his entire support system. He He was away from his best friend. He had lost the Carter family. He had lost his soccer coach. He had lost all the support of a close-knit community in Clarksville, Tennessee. And he came to Danvers, where he knew practically no one, and had to start as a freshman in high school and deal with all the social, economic, economic, social, emotional demands of being a young teen starting high school. The real work of this case is to figure out the terrible landscape of a young boy's mind. The defense said he was- No.
1: <laughs> no. I know, that's what happened. Now, if he would have started, and then listen to this lady. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. He didn't have a
3: good plan for getting away with this. He's 14 years old. We agree with that. Not a lot of long-term thinking, and he had accomplished already the one thing he really wanted to accomplish in those woods, I am not going to stand here and tell you there is nothing wrong with Philip Chisholm. How could I? But I am going to submit that there is overwhelming evidence in this case, beyond any reasonable doubt, that Philip Chisholm was not suffering from a mental disease or defect on October 22nd of 2013, that Philip Chisholm knew right from wrong and could choose right from wrong. He did it repeatedly over the course of that afternoon. He just didn't do it when it mattered. He had a goal, a terrible, terrible purpose. And he played it out in the woods and he didn't care what came after that. This was Colleen Ritzer. This is Colleen Ritzer. This is the Colleen Ritzer who was alone in that bathroom and in those woods with Philip Chisholm, not a mentally ill child not someone powerless to voices in his head. The only person powerless in those bathroom in those woods, is Colleen Ritzer. The prosecutor...
2: That? Mm. She had a really big necklace on, but she did really good. She spoke really well. She did. She was... She... I would clearly believe her over that other lady. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. So, then... We have the, um, yeah, so he starts, he tries to like stab this lady in the prison or in the juvie and he's going to juvie facility for, which I, at this point, I think you just need to go straight to prison, but we have the um, verdict that comes back and let's just listen to see what this judge has to say.
0: The defendant was quiet, polite, athletic, and had no prior criminal record. Then on October 22, 2013, he carefully and deliberately prepared to kill his math teacher. He viciously, brutally, and senselessly attacked Colleen in the girls' bathroom, just feet from the classroom, where she was in her second year of living her dream of being a teacher. When the defendant was finished in the bathroom, he put Colleen Ritzer inside her recycle bin, wheeled her to the woods, and pulled up her shirt, exposing her breasts. The year after, he spread her legs and inserted a large tree branch inside her. Colleen Ritzer was found dead hours later after a frantic search by law enforcement. The jury found to a moral certainty that the defendant killed Colleen Ritzer and that he was criminally responsible for her murder. The court will impose a sentence in this case without emotion, passion, sympathy, or pity. No amount of prison time would ever be enough to be commensurate with this crime, and no math will ever erase the reality that this crime was committed by a 14 year old boy.
2: So, Philip gets for premeditated uh, deliberate murder, got life in prison, but eligible for parole in 25 years. For rape and sexual assault, he got 40 years. For armed robbery, he got life in prison with possibility of parole after 25 years. And basically, he, I he guess, got longer for armed robbery? <laughs> I,
1: Massachusetts. And then, the
0: court will impose the mandatory life sentence for the murder of Colleen Ritzer and set a parole eligibility date of 25 years, the highest level our law allows. This court will impose a concurrent sentence of 40 years, to 40 years and one day, for the rape of Colleen Ritzer in a concurrent sentence of 40 years, to 40 years in one day, for the armed robbery.
1: No emotion when they showed him.
2: No. He had no, nothing. He didn't, I mean. He feels nothing. So, I think that this means he can, he's going to be getting out in his, like, upper 50s. He
1: was fourteen plus twenty five or fourteen plus forty. Whoa. Fourteen. He was fourteen years old when this happened. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. What did, plus uh, and he's eligible for parole at twenty five, but they won't let him out. That was a lot of jumbo. So I don't know what the forty years. Okay, plus. this
2: is what I this is what I found. He should be getting out when he's in his mid to upper fifties, but his family said that they want him to stay in yes and they will fight for him to stay in good i wonder if they knew that he was capable of it and i wonder if that was the reason well that's the thing thing. it's like we don't there wasn't anything out there like warning signs and stuff but if they're if they're saying this there was there had to have been yeah and there probably was something at his old school in tennessee he wasn't just some normal kid that's probably the issue why they had to divorce. He was probably the whole problem. The problem. You know, they always say the kid's ain't the problem. Yeah, the kid the problem this time. He is the problem.
1: Mm. Wow. Now, I did have to take, like, a youth mental health course or whatever, and they put divorce on kids high up there, like, equivalent. Like, what, when you're a kid and your parents get a divorce, high up there as as, like, them having, like, depression or suicidal side effects from it. Divorce is equivalent to, like, sexual assault no, and death. So, like, either you were raped or that one of your parents died. Like, they were all equivalent, like, the side effects.
0: But... I don't think so.
1: So, had he, like, started, I don't know, fighting or doing drugs or stealing cars, I could say, yep, he was going through divorce and that was very traumatic on kids it's what's you know I wonder though say, if it did- but not this not th- like there's oh. no excuse for yeah 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 no amount yeah. of I don't care how bad the divorce was
2: I wonder if it depends on the age though like of, of the child when the divorce happens I don't know I think it does because I was three when my parents were divorced and oh, yeah. I don't remember anything yeah so I had no issue I mean I'm perfectly great and normal and fine my issues are from dirty <laughs> chat, not from anything. Else. But I guess it's different if you're, like, 10 or 15 or something. I don't yeah, know. I have yeah. no idea. But, you know, people always say, like, oh, we st- like we're, they're staying together for the kids. And then you're like, that's dumb. That's actually worse for the kids. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's not worse for the kids. Maybe you just need to suffer through your pathetic, horrible marriage. Yeah. Till your kid turns 18. Till all your kids turn 18, and then you can go. That's what
1: Dr. Laura Schlesinger used to tell people. She was like, you chose him knowing he was shitty. Then you thought it was a good idea to bring a kid into this shitty situation. Your penalty is to stay with him and fake it till you make it till they are 18 and gone to college. Then you can be selfish.
2: Hell yeah, get it, Laura.
1: (laughs) I love Dr. Laura.
2: That is good advice. Yeah, yeah. we should do mini little little Dr. Laura things at the end like that every time. Oh, like her advice. I listen to her all the time. Um, but yeah, that's that is interesting because a lot of times people are like, stay together for the kid. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think you should have to suffer through it. Sorry. Yeah, you chose them. Yeah, and you had to. You got to have all these children. Mm, so sorry i well, hope you stay miserable and i'm sure y'all are all cheating on each other anyway i feel <laughs> like i'm speaker. talking about somebody i'm talking about nobody i feel like i should be talking about somebody but i'm not yep and i'm sure yeah because you know everybody cheat oh, somebody, whatever uh, they're
1: you're just, telling i know they're gonna be like which one of caroline's friends are cheating <laughs> oh p- several of them Don't worry y'all, I'll edit it out so y'all can, she'll still have friends
2: after this episode. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) listen, I don't know, but I know a lot of people that, I don't know why they tell me these things. Wow.
1: Caroline (laughs) drunk. Oh, that's a good story. I knew it. I couldn't remember it all. I don't know how. I I probably like listened to like a Kindle Ray or something. I think you should
2: just, instead of cheating, just be like a swinger. Then you both know, or both tell each other, be like a mutual cheat. Oh, I had to open. I, d- I, just had to to <laughs> <laughs> I just had to go back to polyamorous. I just had to go back to real quick. I don't know
1: what it's called. Just be one of the LGBT I P K. Oh, my eyes itching. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, y'all. That doesn't y'all. mean
2: you are LGBT. It means you are just a
1: swinger. Kink swinger. That's the new S. Oh, so that if I was the swinger, I would be part of LGBTQIABCD. Yes. Anything that's not normal and missionary <laughs> is under the LG. That's-
2: so what if you use like toys? Is that normal in missionary? Kink. Oh, so you're part of LGBTQ plus, <laughs> I, B, C, D, Q, and G, Z? Oh, my gosh. That's so boring. <laughs> wow. We we needed to go back to porn talk, yeah. so I'm glad we made it there today. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You need to get some activities going. On. You got a sex swing or anything? No. Mm. I'm Dildo. Not part <laughs> Nipple clamps. A, any kind of rolling pin, a, Something What's hanging that? from? I don't know. I'm just handcuffs.
1: No. Uh A no. whip.
2: No. <laughs> P-ds? Pain. P-ds. <laughs> I'm just naming anything. No. No. Wow. No. Okay. Well, th- that's real boring. More I would vanilla. have listened. Are you out there? does some freak stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Somebody's gonna come. N- no, uh, I'm Talking to my parents. Are they listening? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Dee Dee. She's the only one of my parents that listens. So, you're story. welcome. There you go. We had to end it off with a little bit of, you know, stuff that we did talking about.
1: So, we didn't tell the Thursday people oh. what's coming up. Oh, wha- what uh, we're working on. We on didn't? Fridays, we told our Tuesday people. Oh, but we didn't, we didn't tell, tell our Thursday? Thursday people. Why are they
2: not the same people? Because there just may not be. Oh, well, that's terrible. You only need to be Tuesday and Thursday people, but that's fine. on caroline um dirty chad story okay we're doing a dirty chad mini series mini
1: series we don't know what we're
2: gonna call it can't just be dirty chad because that's too much like dirty john well so listen this is what we need you to do we just
1: set the date back another year if we gotta think of a title too
2: well if they would help us and they would help (laughs) us come up with a title and help us come up with a shirt and some gear then merch then maybe we could get it done quicker and your funds help also. <laughs> you can also donate to our Happy Hour Fund on our podcasting research fund. The drunker we get, the, m- the the better
1: the story is. Yes,
2: and the more entertaining we are. I mean, get a y'all strong. are loving your life right now, listening to everything we're saying. So, look forward to Dirty
1: Chad, episode one. We want to drop in the spring. Oh. We will tell you more details about that yep, and as if, they come.
2: Yep, so get ready if you're one of my friends who had anything to do with it, you're about to get a phone call. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF and go subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all the things. And leave us a rate and review because we love you and you love us too. Okay. bye. Bye.